0: Today, mostly podcast at night, episode 152 Tenebrae.
1: This podcast is a descent into madness.
0: Ooh. As I say,
1: with a big grin on my face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And then nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Well, it's madness down here.
0: It's total madness. And you know what madness sounds like? Silence. Silence. Oh, yeah. That's how you can tell we've gone mad.
1: I always think about llamas with hats, which if you've never seen that go on YouTube, you hear that? That's the sound of forgiveness. That's the sound of people screaming, Carl. That's what forgiveness (laughs) is. First silence and then tears. (laughs) Or what is it? First screaming and then silence.
0: I, uh, you know, That's it's fun. been so long. So I I need to reacquaint myself with Llamas with Hats for I sure. I do too. And everybody else should go check out Llamas with Hats on YouTube if you have not before.
1: Yes, definitely. It's the same people that do Charlie the Unicorn.
0: Which is also something you should check out if you haven't before.
1: Yes, agreed. <laughs> hey, Chaos. Hey, Carnage. I'm in, I'm in a hyper mood today i'm sorry i apologize ahead of time
0: oh that's wonderful for the podcast i'm sure
1: sarcasm much Mm. acting
0: acting (laughs) (laughs)
1: love love it
0: oh god oops i just burped
1: wow (laughs) better cut that out jeez no bodily functions on this podcast.
0: That's for sure. Just like there's the no
1: one crying one. in baseball, there's no bodily I thought functions of that on this too.
0: podcast. <laughs> I thought of that, too. There's yeah. no crying
1: in baseball. That's This is going to be our slogan. There's no bodily... What did I just say? Bodily function noises in podcasting. There's no
0: bodily functions in podcasts? <laughs> oh, God. Good gravy, Batman! Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I tell
1: who we are what we do? Sure. Or are you just we... gonna yawn
0: and burp and fart more? Fart's <laughs> coming next. <laughs> uh, we are. They mostly podcast at night. Mostly. Two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter their way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking uh, movies to watch. The idea is because we want to watch them. Although in execution, sometimes this changes into because we want to torture the other person. Because that is our friendship. Hashtag friendship goals. Hashtag Marianas Trench of Hate. The Marianas Trench of Hate is where our friendship lives. It is also where we have built an octagon when we are forced to go there to MMA fight each other. (laughs) We also have a roller disco, a plane disco, and a plane roller rink. And a cafe disco. And also a cafe disco. Yes. Um, Also swearing ahead and spoilers ahead. Although this movie is from 1970 something and therefore spoilers don't really apply, but you know, you've been warned. Mama Carge told me
1: today, she was listening to episodes to find out which one she wanted to promote for us. She goes, you know, you're really missing a large audience by all the swearing. Um, and I said, oh, we're not missing the large audience because I tell, talk about chopping people up in the woods and how that's cleaner. You think it's the swears keeping people away?
0: <laughs> it's kind of the right
1: people we want to keep away then, I think.
0: I think <laughs> if somebody is offended by swearing, I don't want them to listen to my I podcast. I think they'd be
1: offended by the rest of us.
0: <laughs> I think they'd be offended by the rest
1: of it too, yeah. Mm-hmm. The swearing's the least of our concerns here, let's be honest. <laughs>
0: We do talk about some explicit topics. Yes. Uh,
1: But this week, yeah, we did Tenebra, or Tenebrae as um, the Americans like to say it.
0: It's pronounced Tenebrae. (laughs) I know
1: it is. I just like to fuck with you. It was actually not done in 1970s. It was 1982. It was an R rating. It was an hour and 41 minutes long, and it got a 7.1 on the IMDb scale. Did it get any Tomatoes?
0: You know the best part of that is is huh. that I have browser windows open right now where the tab tells me it was in eighty two, and I still say <laughs> it was from the seventies. That's the best part. I love that. Um, okay, even the better tomato than that. meter <laughs> is a seventy five percent. No critic consensus, but at least it had a tomato meter, and the audience score is right there, seventy eight percent. Oh, okay,
1: interesting. Yeah do you this is a chaos pick Yeah. and why did you pick it
0: um because I wanted to watch another giallo and I wanted to watch this one specifically because it's supposed to be one of Argento's best and I've I, seen it before oh okay
1: I kind of agree I think this is the best one that we've watched for this podcast of his
0: I will well see I that. don't agree with that but okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you also like Sospiro, really like so
1: I'm just saying, you know, your choice.
0: Well, Sospiro is my favorite, so uh, okay. okay. Um, should we do cast? I guess. Yeah, let's do the cast. I go
1: all the way down to Maria. Okay, Maria.
0: I just Peter Neal never... was played by. I'm sorry. Would you like me to wait? No, it's so cool. You can finish singing that song. No, it's cool. I'm good. Totally good. Okay. (laughs) Peter Neal was played by Anthony Franciosa.
1: He was in A Hat Full of Rain and a Face in the Crowd.
0: Bulmer was played by John Saxon. From Nightmare
1: on Elm Street and Black Christmas. Anne was
0: Daria Nicolodi.
1: Haven't seen her in anything like Suspiria or Phenomena.
0: (laughs) Detective Germani was Giuliano Gemma. Uh, from Day of Anger and Corleone. Gianni was Christian Borromeo. From Stigma and Nesta Vipers. Tilde was Mirella D'Angelo. From Caligula and Hercules. Jane Macero was Veronica Lario. She, uh,
1: Belle, she was in Bellamy and Soto Soto.
0: Elsa Mani was Ania Pieroni.
1: Yes, which is weird. She gets a full name. She was basically just a shoplifter in this, but she was. Oh, that was the
0: shoplifter. Okay,
1: she was Inferno and Velvet Hand, so she was an Inferno that we saw before too. Okay.
0: Girl on beach was Ava Robbins. Uh, Hercules and Hercules two. Detective Altieri was Carola Stagnaro. Uh, it was an Opera and Dark Eyes. Cristiano Berti was John Steiner. Uh, from Caligula and Sinbad. And Maria Alboreto was Lara Wendell. She, Wendell. Was in,
1: she was in Ghost House and Redneck.
0: Ghost House, huh?
1: Yeah. I think we need to watch that one.
0: I think, I wonder if that's the ghost house I've seen. Because um, if so, that's a terrible movie. I don't. Well, how old is the one that you've seen? I don't know. Well, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to pull it up here, too. Because I think there's um, a newer
1: one as well.
0: There is. There's one from 88 and one from 2017. This is the one from 88 that she was in. I think that's the one I've seen. Yeah, the other one from
1: 2017 actually has Scout Taylor Compton from uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween.
0: Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Anyway this is your pick. Do you want to hop right into it? Oh, wait, we uh, well, need a five second summary, don't we?
0: I was going to say, we haven't did, done uh, one of Carnage's famous five second summaries yet.
1: Okay. Stalker wants to get authors attention. So they cleverly start killing the same manner of the author's books and things go awry.
0: <laughs> How could something go awry with that? Well,
1: I wanted to do a different one, but I don't want to give away the plot. <laughs> So, I was very disappointed that I couldn't do what I wanted to. It was basically about jealousy and having a one up men and this whole thing. So.
0: Oh, it's a whole, it's thing, whole thing, huh? <laughs> yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Tenebrae starts out with um our boy Peter. He is he is riding his bike on the highway in new york i'm not sure what the hell that's about um but anyway he he's an author peter Neal. he's an author he flies to rome um and to uh promote his latest murder mystery giallo uh novel which is called tenebrae um he notably when he's in the um when he's in the airport he gets his well he he leaves his bag to go talk on the phone to his embittered ex fiance jane who uh he ends up like pretty much hanging up on and then he can't find his bag but then he does find his bag and he hops on his plane and he goes to rome and then later um he finds out that somebody's like completely ruined the shit in his bag you can definitely
1: know. tell this is a pre-9-11 world because you can't leave your bag anywhere in the airport like they i, know, I was think just, it's a bomb
0: i was just laughing because i was thinking of even before 9-11 just they would they would still ask you, you know, has anyone packed these cases for you? Have you yeah. left them out of your sight for any yes. period of time? Like that was pre-9/11. They still asked you shit like that. So I don't know what the hell he was doing <laughs> leaving his bag unattended. I mean, that was dumb. Especially Minor point. Someone who's
1: like traveled as much as he has, you know, you never leave your bag unattended. That is rule number 1. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um we also get I don't know if this matters, but we get this sh- shoplifter who um like steals his book, yeah, I mean it matters, book, yeah it, uh, like I don't understand what the point is of seeing that that she's shoplifting his book, but she does, and um, she also has an encounter with an old like a crazy old man. Who tries to grope her. And then when she kicks him in the crotch. Threatens to kill her. And then she runs into her apartment. And she escapes. Only to get killed by somebody else. Um, a, a typical Jiali. Black glo- gloved killer. With a razor. Um, and. Pieces. Pages out of the, the Tenebrae novel. Are shoved in her mouth. As she's being killed. Which I love that. I love that little that little part there. Just little. Sure <laughs> <laughs> It's a normal thing to love. Anyway, um Shut up,
1: um... <laughs> up you. Yeah. I can
0: love what I want. <laughs> okay. So Neil shows up, he's met by his publisher, um or his agent, I mean. His literary literary agent and his assistant he talks to some reporters briefly one of them he knows has known for 10 years but still accuses him of being a sexist for his for the writing things that he's written in his book i don't blame her frankly no um but yeah uh he's like you've known me for 10 years what is this and she's like i'm talking about your work you're work is totally sexist and he's like well i don't think it is and then his agent like talks her into giving him a break and talking to him later so that he has a chance to come up with a reason why his work isn't sexist you know to, yeah mm.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that. I'm gonna side with Tildy on this one. I think he's a sexist ass. So Yeah.
0: Especially after the is way too. he talked
1: to Jane. I'm just gonna say that right now. So
0: Yeah, he was a jerk to Jane too. I under I understand why she's bitter. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You got a crazy ex girlfriend? I think there's a reason for it, okay? It's not her, it's you. Is it
1: ex girlfriend or ex wife? Because I thought it was his ex wife. Oh, okay. I don't know where I got ex wife from, so I don't okay. know. Okay.
0: So um, he's when he gets to his uh, apartment that Anne has set up for him, he's immediately met by uh, Detective Germani and Inspector Altieri. The uh, Inspector Altieri is a woman, although and she is an inspector, although she is treated like his secretary i'm not sure what that's I about i kind of
1: feel like well we've had this discussion before about dario argento about being a sexist pig yeah like he's stolen daria nicolodi's work and like put his name on it like like we i have maybe i shouldn't say we i have problems with the man anyway because i think he personally is a sexist pig oh so i think he is suits too. him yeah you know it's
0: no i mean i'm just saying it and it was the it's it was the times too it was 82 yeah, um, I
1: guess I just.
0: No, I agree with you. I'm not. I just
1: think it's funny how they're saying like she's accusing him of being sexist about the book, and like the whole thing has a whole sexist overtone, anyway. And yeah, it's like, I know. It's like I don't think he was intended to be overly sexist. You know, that like it just naturally Dario that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, I don't know why Daria always continued to deal with him, but you know she did good
1: roles though i mean i i I get that and again if you think about the time you kind of had to put up with the sexist pigs i mean nowadays we know like hell no women are putting their foot down they're not dealing with that shit anymore but think about like not even just italy but you know hollywood bollywood um london filmmaking like they all had those sexist pigs that were running the show so i kind of
0: right well and it was like and it was like um something i saw today made a good point too it was never okay with women to be treated that way it was just you could get fired for it back then now you you know there's actually you can put your foot down and keep your job right and those assholes pay right so yeah totally
1: sorry i got off track <laughs> no that's <laughs> but fine but it's true though it just bothers me yeah she's totally treated like a secretary like get him a cup of tea why don't you i mean come on yeah um <sighs>
0: nice. and we also have um neil receives an anonymous letter um that the cops give him they're like this was slipped under your door <laughs> and it's a um a letter basically, like, um, I think it quotes the book, but yeah. the detective is like, oh, this is, you know, an impending, this is like a prelude to an impending killing spree. Um, and then we get to these flashbacks of a young woman flirting with several male youths on a beach. Youths. 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 Two youths. Youth. <laughs>
1: I and love how our brain goes the same way <laughs> <laughs> Same
0: brain Um, It's all happy and everything Until like one of the guys comes up to her And just slaps her for no reason And then um, He runs off But the others chase him down And hold him down While she like kicks him And then shoves her shoe in his <laughs> mouth
1: can I just say, too, real fast while we're talking about her? That's uh, the girl on the beach, which is shit. I, I put girl on the beach. Um, give me one second. God damn it. Um, I want to say her name was Amelia. Do you happen to know that offhand? Do you have that list? Girl on beach
0: was Ava Robin.
1: Ava. Yeah, she is actually um, transgender. And I thought that, like, I think this is the oldest movie we've had with a transgender actress in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think,
0: I definitely think so. I don't even know. I mean, have we had other movies with trans- transgender We'd actresses We have to have had any? it,
1: 152 movies in. But I can't think of any, I can't think of anyone off the hand. I mean,
0: none of them, nobody's, like, none of them have ever said, hey, this is a transgender actress, if they are.
1: No, and I just think it's so awesome for the 80s. I mean, it's like you didn't
0: get that, you know? yeah um she was best known for her this, her role in this film um but i did read that she is a transgender italian actress model and activist from bologna italy oh very cool yeah very cool very cool Penelope, did you hear her? <laughs> I did. She's
1: like, yes, I
0: agree. Penelope agrees. <laughs> Penelope supports transgender actresses. Yeah. Don't you, Penelope? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're such a good kitty.
1: I have to say, too, real fast while you're um, sucking up to your cat. Sorry about that. Uh, That's okay. I just got,
0: I guess, got, like, pulled in by her tractor beam of cuteness.
1: No worries. Because um, we were talking about this, um, Every actor, so how would I do, like, when we prep for this, I go in through every, act, like, main actor, and I try to go through their pages to see what they're known for, and I go, I use IMDb to do it. I mean, we use IMDb a lot. It, it's my go-to for movies. Mm-hmm. Every single actor and actress, except for, like, no, even even Bowler, even uh John Saxon, they use this one picture of John Saxon from this movie as their, their main picture. Like, they, you've, <laughs> you've got their headshot, and then you've got the... The, the clip that they're most known for. And it's the, the clip with John Saxon.
0: Yeah, I noticed so that.
1: Every single one of them. Like, this is their best known film. Even though it's not even John Saxon's best known film, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, this <laughs> these flashbacks later uh whoever the man is in them that we don't get to see stabs the woman to death in revenge. Um we have more killings and letters ensuing in the presence. We have uh a the equ acqu- the journalist Tilda Tilda uh-huh. Tilde Tilda Tilde wh- however you I can't remember. Tildy. Um, She gets murdered in her home along with her lover, Marion.
1: Who's a Chad.
0: Who is a total Chad. Marion gets the Chad.
1: She is a cheating bitch.
0: She's totally a bitch. Like, who the hell thinks it's okay to bring somebody, not, not only to cheat on your partner, but to, like, bring them home?
1: And then to taunt your partner about it after too,
0: and then be like, "Don't be jealous." And then taunt them afterwards about it. Like, where did Chad?
1: Yeah, she totally should have died, and Tildy should be alive. I'm just saying. I that. mean,
0: there's yeah, definitely Tildy didn't deserve to be murdered at all.
1: And hers was the quick one. Um, the the lover was the one that went through the window. She got the. You think you said it's a typical? I thought it was a typical Argento death, but you said it's a typical Giallo death for them to go. The for window. the head to
0: go through the window. Yeah, yeah. it seems like a seems like I've seen that in like every Giallo that I've watched, but I don't know. It's also an Argento favorite, it is.
1: Yeah, we've seen that one in every one that mm-hmm. we've done
0: for me, too. Yeah.
1: Him and the black leather
0: gloves. <laughs> right. Um so the daughter of the landlord of the place Neil is living at, Maria, um, she gets axed to death after stumbling into the killer's lair. She um, Wait, finds...
1: She gets chased by the dog. You can't just... We have to go over that part. <laughs> the blood lusting dog that chases her into that place. Okay. I mean, that dog... She was like a bone to that dog. That dog fucking scaled an eight-foot fence to get to her.
0: That was pretty epic.
1: I think it scaled two eight-foot fences. It would not leave her alone.
0: Yeah, that was really weird.
1: But yeah, but it chased her into this house. And in the basement was where the lair, I guess she The say lair was. was
0: where she finds the pictures that have been taken and um, she puts two and two together and realizes that, yeah, she's in the killer's lair. And then of course, then she gets axed to death. <laughs> like, like that's just such an easy death. We've talked about how hard it is really to kill someone with an ax. So We've hard. talked about this before. It's very so many hard.
1: Because this comes up in so many movies that we hear too. Because
0: so many movies, you, the killer uses an ax like it's, a knife, a hot knife through butter. It's like axes don't work like that.
1: Look, if you're going to use an axe, use a hatchet. Much better range of motion. I mean, I'm not giving you killing tips. I'm just letting you know from a scientific perspective, you have a much better chance of killing someone with a hatchet than an axe. Mm-hmm. I did not say that. Um, I do want to say that I love how she's in the basement. She's stuffing her pockets full of the pictures and stuff, and then when the murderer's chasing after her, she's like chucking it out of her pockets and throwing it at him.
0: Throwing yeah, it she's throwing her. the pictures <laughs> at him. Like that's gonna do something. Here,
1: if I can get your pictures back, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, <baby. laughs> so I just thought that was funny. This wasn't a comedy, was it?
0: No. No, it was not. <sighs>
1: Stop yawning!
0: I'm sorry. I'm gonna
1: fine you for every yawn. I'm gonna find you a quarter. <laughs> you only a dollar so far.
0: Oh man. All right.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Maria dies. Um,
0: so yeah, she dies. Um and So Neil has decided he's like gonna start looking into the murders too because I don't know he can't just leave it to the police. He's gotta.
1: Well, they think look he's a suspect. They think he's involved because I mean, they're the killers following after his. You know, the killers killing in the same manner that he kills in his book. And yes, he has an alibi for the airplane, but they think he's a part of it because he's getting the letters and it's following it like line by line. Um from the book, the killings that are happening out until Maria, cause that was just, you know, happy coincidence.
0: Yeah. Well, I have the, I mean, there's a, that they've already got this hunch about Cristiano Berti That's because he's shut. What? He's a creep. He's a creep. <laughs> he's showing an intense fixation on Neil's work. And as well as a quote-unquote bigoted prudishness that seems to match the killer's letters. Bigoted Bigoted prudishness? Okay. All right. I Um, get there. Yeah. So Neil um, decides to follow this hunch and the fact that Maria's body was found in his district. Neil and his assistant uh Gianni who is actually his agent's assistant but who's assisting Neil because his agent can't be with him all the time or something yeah because he's banging they go his
1: ex-fiance to, oh sorry
0: right well because he's banging his at her ex-fiance secretly yeah um they go spy on him And um, Cristiano, and he is found burning pictures and files, which identify him as the killer. Uh Gianni sees Birdie telling someone, I killed them all. And then he sees somebody split. Birdie's head open with an axe, but he doesn't see who the murderer is. So he runs back to Neil and finds Neil like knocked unconscious with a big, big old rock. And they flee the scene. And we're like, we're like, what the fuck, you know? Like, how does he not have a worse injury than that? But we will find oh, out. Oh, it also why.
1: brings other questions too, like, yeah, which we'll talk about.
0: We have questions. I have questions. <laughs> so that night, Neil and Anne get jiggy, which apparently is a first for them. So I don't know why they do, but they do. Because movie. Um. What?
1: Because movie.
0: Because movie. Yeah, I guess <laughs> because movie. Um. The next morning, Neil goes to Bulmer's his agent's office. Um. And after he leaves, we find out that Jane is sleeping with him.
1: Yeah, because she flew to Rome. Like, like uh, Neil thought he had seen her. And then even Anne thought he had, she, he'd, she'd seen her, too. Like, what's she doing in Rome? Yeah. And, yeah, well, she's with Bulmer. They've been together for a while.
0: Yeah. That's why but I don't know why it's like a big secret or I don't Thank understand you. why. I don't understand why it's a big secret. And I also don't understand why Jane is acting like so crazy about Neil. If she's already got somebody else, like bitch who cares then?
1: Right. I, that part does not make sense. Like it was definitely telling it was not by, written by a woman because yeah. it's like, no one would care. They broke it up. Why are you calling Neil at the airport then to make sure right. he gets on the plane? And then, yeah. Yeah that later Jane, like, is gonna kill herself over Neil. You have Bulmer. Right. <laughs> With Bulmer just to make Neil jealous, and if so, why keep it a secret then? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it
0: doesn't make any sense, no. If you're
1: gonna play the game, you have to fucking play it right, okay?
0: There's no point in right. playing
1: the game if you play it wrong. Rule number two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the detective calls Neil to the birdie crime scene after finding uh dossiers proving (laughs) Berdy's obsession with him but he doesn't know about the burnt evidence of course Um, he thus still believes the killer is at large and um, is glad that Neil's decided that he's going to leave Rome Um, then we have a scene where Jane receives a gift of red shoes that is obviously supposed to be a callback to the seaside flashbacks although we don't know who sent it to her um and then his agent is stabbed to death in (laughs) fucking public while waiting for jane
1: oh come on this was karma though because what was he ignoring a crime right before that Yeah, what
0: happened right before that?
1: I thought a woman got robbed, or her boyfriend hit her, or something. Like something happened. Yeah,
0: like there was. It was. That's what it was. A woman and her boyfriend had a fight, and he just like watches and like, like with this like fond look on his face. Like, yeah, domestic violence is is (laughs) awesome. Sorry, it's not funny. (laughs) It it's weird though, and so then yeah, he gets stabbed in broad daylight in the middle of a public square. Jane, like, approaches and then sees what happens and then runs. And then Neil's plane leaves for Paris that evening. Meanwhile, uh, Gianni is still freaking out about what he saw in Bertie's house. Um, He returns there and realizes that the last words that he heard from Bertie imply that there are two murderers. Which, duh. Um, but before he can do anything about that, he gets back into his car to leave, and so it doesn't look in the back seat.
1: Fuckers, stupid fuckers! Like,
0: what an idiot! You always look in your back seat, and he gets garotted to death in his car. <laughs>
1: My mom was watching a movie last night. Yup, uh-huh. someone in the back seat shot him. It's like, and it wasn't even a horror movie. You always <laughs> check the backs. That's rule number three.
0: You check always the check seats. the back seat. We could have our own rules of I know,
1: right?
0: how to survive a horror movie.
1: <laughs> I think check the back seat should be put up to number
0: one. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um. So Jane is all distraught. So she calls Anne to her place. Um, but she's like sitting there holding a pistol while she's waiting for Jane. Um, not that it does her much, or Anne, I mean, not that it does her much good because somebody shatters her window with an axe and hacks off her forearm. And, like, a humongous amount of blood sprays over the walls. Yeah. And then Jane falls to the floor and she gets, like, axed to death. Um, the inspector comes and is also killed. Um, at which point we find out that Neil is the second murderer dun okay. dun dun here's where my
1: five second summary was gonna go it was gonna be like killer uh stalker to get author's attention kills people author gets jealous of all the attention stalker is getting so he kills stalker and then starts killing on his own yeah. things go awry <laughs>
0: It's like, like, I can get, like, Neil's like, okay, I got to figure out who's killing people. Oh, I figured out who killed people. I'm going to kill them so that they stop killing. Okay, vigilante justice, but I'm following you so far. And then he just, he just starts killing too. Like, he's like, he just picks up where that guy left off and continues killing. And it's like...
1: Chaos, it's been it all these years. He killed the woman on the beach. And then he right. just wrote about it ever since and he's bottled it up and he didn't even think about it. That it's we—it's like a uh, not a sexual awakening, but a murderous awakening. I think that should be a thing.
0: I think it is a thing. When was yours?
1: Oh, um... I don't want to talk
0: about it. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Sh- um. um...
1: You're never getting through this movie. I'm not going to eat I know. know.
0: So, oh shit. Okay, it's four twenty one. I got to keep track of the time. I'm like,
1: I'll let you know when it's four thirty. Don't worry. Okay, we're almost done with it anyway.
0: <laughs> I know we are. I just because
1: we have things to talk about after this analysis and questions we have. And
0: okay. Um. So. Uh. Germany and Anne arrive. The detective and Anne. Um, the detective holds him at gunpoint, and Neil confesses to killing Bertie, Cristiano, and everyone after him. Then, supposedly, slits his own throat to escape justice. The detective goes to the to, goes to his car to report the incident and comfort Anne um then we finally get the explanation that the teenage murder flashbacks were neils that um cristiano's sadistic murder spree had unlocked this uh repressed memory in neil namely that he killed the girl who humiliated him um and it supposedly inflamed his previously suppressed bloodlust, which drove him insane, which leads itself to the like a- American original American um, name for this movie, which was called unsane, which is stupid. And Tenebrae <laughs> is a much better title. Yes. Um, <clears throat> And he apparently knew of the affair with Jane and Bulmer Um, which also, uh, fueled him to want to get rid of them. Um, but we don't know. Oh, who cares about that? Uh, Oh, uh, so the detective goes back inside and it turns out that Neil had faked his own death and Neil kills him.
1: With that awesome so, straight razor. That cool was with, cool. Yes. You push a button and it bleeds blood out from the razor.
0: That was pretty sweet. Was sweet. I want one. Uh, so Neil waits for Anne to return. But when she opens the door, she accidentally knocks over this metal sculpture by the door. That's some like big pointy, like, uh, you know, what's it called? Um, modern art piece. Mm. And it impales Neil. Um, and kills him when he can't pull it out of him. well, actually, if he pulled it out of it, him he'd just die faster, but it right. kills him and and stands in the rain and screams and screams and screams,
1: fade to black. yeah, we couldn't have that sculpture in either of our places. We were such pluses we would have killed ourselves on that thing. I mean, it's oh heck, def- yeah, like we have to have child proof homes, even, so that definitely <laughs> couldn't be <in> our place <laughs> that's not happening at all, right.
0: Absolutely. I've still got childproof uh you know, contraptions on all of my cupboards so that I can't get into anything exactly. too adult.
1: Or stick forks in your electric sockets, things like that. Right. So. Can't
0: I can't get into the chemicals and swallow the drain cleaner and stuff.
1: So Bertie was weak. He only killed the shoplifter, the um the the reporter her lesbian lover and then maria he killed four women that's it i think neil is the far superior killer here because he killed Bertie. he killed Gianni, he killed um the female uh, inspector he killed his agent he killed jane he killed um the male detective i mean he killed a lot of people
0: he did kill a lot of people yeah
1: he was far superior. If we're talking like he ended
0: up being more of a killer than the killer, yeah. exactly. And he had the young
1: woman from Rhode island. I mean, yeah. He's my hero. I'm just gonna put that out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, this one. Um, oh, sorry.
1: God damn it! That's a dollar twenty-five. You owe me. <sighs> oh, that's a dollar fifty, or was that like that the was second the half same of the yawn?
0: <laughs> You no, this this one took me f- by surprise because it had, um, um, you know, it had two killers. I wasn't expecting that.
1: Oh, I thought you meant your yawn was taking you by surprise. I was wondering where you were going with that. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't expect it either. I was, and that's why I kind of like this one because it was kind of a twist. So I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. there's a little difference um plus you know it's banned in germany so anything that's banned in germany i'm gonna love so
0: (laughs) hello i think it was um did we did we ever check if it was on the video nasties list in the uk it is yes okay i was gonna say yeah yes and for those of you who don't know the video nasties it was uh typically low budget horror and exploitation films films not always sometimes there were major releases too this was a uk thing in the in the uh in the early 80s um Are you there still yeah i'm just reading Okay. Trying to see what I want to say. Like, I was just looking for the definition of what, it, what a video nasty is. Oh, it says banned
1: film suitable for pr- prosecution.
0: Yeah.
1: It's basically, it's very succinct. <laughs> They're going to prosecute you you watch it.
0: Right. Yeah, so that's what video nasties are. Um, there's mostly a UK thing, and um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of silly uh, you can find the list online we'll just put it that way <laughs> the, the list of all the video nasties the like Faces of Death is on there um, Flesh for Frankenstein is on there I love that movie Andy Warhol's Frankenstein that's what it is
1: Possession um, uh, which um, Blood
0: Feast
1: influenced this film too
0: cannibal holocaust is on there what 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 did you say
1: possession, possession? which is actually an influence uh, uh, argento is influenced by this one that's why it's got like the the more the harsher look to it than his
0: previous films mm, i see i see snuff that was such a stupid movie anyway
1: yeah evil dead's on the list um Uh, Inferno actually was on the list too. So, yeah, there's lots of good stuff on here.
0: Cool. Cool, cool, cool.
1: This was actually influenced by Dario Argento because he was stalked by a fan. So... Yes,
0: this was, like... This was, like, uh... Came out of his fears because he had a stalker for a while. Um...
1: Do you know what? What? Christopher Walken was actually, um they wanted him for Peter Neal. Really? I think that would have been, uh, well, it would have been an interesting movie with him as Peter Neal. I think Dario Argento would have had a much better time because he hated working with, um, uh, uh Anthony was Francisco, who's one of the most difficult <laughs> actors, he called them, he's ever worked with. Really? Yeah. So I think he should worked with Christopher Walken instead. I'm just saying that right now.
0: That would have been a very different movie. I feel.
1: I, I, I feel that would have been even better. Yeah, it could have been really
0: interesting to have Christopher Walken with his intensity and you know (laughs) like he would have been acting circles around everybody else though.
1: Let me do you one better William Shatner
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Sorry
1: (laughs) But I'm not sorry though. (laughs) Sorry not sorry (laughs)
0: yes definitely William Shatner that would have been great
1: um, I did want to say one real quick thing before we um, get into rating um, yeah. Tildy's house I was reading up on this because we like to read up on these before we do them okay so I know we didn't talk a whole lot about the scene I mean I know we just we we talked a little bit about it but the scene where Tildy and her lover are killed Mm-hmm. They actually do this one really, like, it looks really cool in the movie, and I didn't think much about it, but then I was looking doing some research. There's this shot around the entire house. It is a two-and-a-half-minute crane shot that goes over, goes around Tilde's entire house, and it took three days to be completed. Wow. Yeah, and the Americans wanted it to be cut, and our, our judge was like, no. No, I don't fucking blame. <laughs> i like after all that work, and it is an impressive shot too. Like I remember when we were watching it, I was like, "This that's really a cool shot." Because it, it like it, it's just so cool. It just goes around the entire house. Like you see the lover up top, and then you see Tildy down below in the windows. I don't know. Just it was really mm-hmm. a cool eighty shot. So I just wanted to say that real fast because I thought that was nifty.
0: Yeah, so, that was really cool. That's all the trivia I have, though
1: are we at the point of raising um or did you want to ta- have more quite. to talk about
0: I was looking to see if I have anything else to say no I don't think I have anything else to say about it I mean there's a lot of stuff about themes and dark doubles and metafiction for this movie but I don't really care about getting into all that you don't want to be deep no I don't feel like being deep today <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not really in the mood either. <laughs> i was going to say, I like this better than the other uh, Argentos you picked out, even though you like Suspiria the best, so.
0: This one, I liked it. The only thing I didn't like was, um, uh, what's his name? Peter? Cristiano. I just felt like he was he was like practically an a non-entity he was like barely there in the background and then he's the one of like the first killer like
1: oh yeah that was disappointing
0: i was kind of like what the hell you know like i felt like cristiano was just a background character and all of a sudden he's the killer and it's like you really had no clues to that so that kind of was disappointing to me but that was about it otherwise i love this movie I
1: have questions, though. How did- who- I thought it was those two ladies at the airport that fucked with Peter's suitcase and his stuff inside. Why? What did that bring to the story? I mean, what was the point of that? Do you know? Did I miss something there?
0: I don't know what the point was of Jane fucking with his stuff.
1: Oh, it was Jane. Okay. It was Jane, yeah. Well, I saw another woman near him, and I am like, I, obviously she threw it away.
0: No, it was just Jane. Okay. I missed that then. It was supposed to be like because, you know, Jane's like pissed at him, but I don't know why because she's moved on, but she hasn't. I don't know.
1: Again, game, players respect the game. She's not good at it. <laughs> um, okay.
0: Very nice. So do you want to rate? Um, yeah, you go first. We're still going to have another Argento coming, you know? We're not done with Argento. No,
1: I kind of want to see opera, actually, so I'm okay with that. I just...
0: I want to see... I just happen um, to think this
1: was the last, but I know it's not now. You, you've you abused me of that notion, so...
0: Yeah, it's not, no, because we've got... The bird with the crystal plumage is definitely coming. Mm-hmm. Whenever that becomes, like, streaming somewhere. Great.
1: Great. I'm just gonna- Oh, did you want to talk about Goblin at all or no? Before we read? I just remembered. Well, that.
0: we've talked about Goblin before. Okay. Goblin um does like all of his movies. I don't I don't really know what to say about Goblin. Okay. Like that we've already talked about Goblin. Well, so. I know
1: I do know that they're unused um music from the um Dawn of the Dead. Is actually Uh playing in the background. So um, it's just supposed to be from Dawn of the Dead originally, but they didn't have a place for it, so they used it in this one. So it's like recycled music. So, recycled.
0: I don't know. I will rate, I guess I'll go first, since it was my pick. I'll give it an 8. Because I liked it. It would have got higher for me except for, like I said, with Cristiano, I just didn't understand what that was about with that having such a small, um, him having such a small part and then he turns out to be the first killer. It's kind of like, what the fuck? And uh, that and just like characters existing just to be killed.
1: Oh, I always love those. <laughs> No, I agree. He was kinda like a lame duck murderer. Like it was lame. Yeah. I didn't get them I didn't get the murdery vibe from him, you know. Like no, he couldn't have done those. I mean, even though they said he did it. Yeah. No, it had to be somebody cooler than that. So just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm actually pretty close to you. I'm at um a seven point seven eight five. So I'm up there. I enjoyed it more than, you know, while well, I watch it again, maybe once. But um, wasn't horrible <laughs> compared to like Suspiria. No, I just kidding. No, I didn't have to really. It's one of the Argentos that I didn't have to suspend. Uh, uh, d- uh, suspend my disbelief. So I mean, mm-hmm. um, it, it kind of vibes in me a little bit better. So, I mean, yeah, there's That's still good. like the killing with an axe and that fun stuff. Yeah. But I enjoy those. I mean, a theory aside, I I do enjoy. Any murder, really, so. I mean, but you didn't have like a room filled with, you know, barbed wire that made no sense in a dance school, so you didn't have that kind of shit going on at least. So. Right. <laughs> it always comes back to the barbed wire. Right. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll,
1: we'll work this shit out in the octagon. I can tell we're a little tense. We'll have to go down to the octagon and work this shit out.
0: Yeah, you know, I just have some I just have some general stuff to work out in the octagon. It's not you.
1: Okay. All right. Well it's this movie. I I know. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Should we uh, pimp and get the fuck out?
0: Um sure. Sounds good. We are uh, part of the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network. MorbidlyBeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. You can find anything you're looking for related to horror. They have just a whole slew of incredibly talented content creators, writers, you know, everything. Um, You can find anything. So go there, check it out, and find your next horror film to watch and fall in love with. Um, we are hosted by anchor.fm. We are on all the social medias at podcast at night on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. That's pretty fun. And we have an Instagram and a Twitter. We also have, um, a thread list store, um, where you can find merch. Um, and, but even if you don't have a bunch of money to spend, but you still want to help support the show somehow, we would love that. Um, word of mouth is always a great way to, to spread the word and, and help us out. But also you can go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and screenshot it, send it to us. We will send you a free vinyl sticker for your trouble. All you have to do is send it to podcast at, at gmail.com. That's all from me, Chaos. So I will just say goodbye from Chaos and stay bloodthirsty, friends.
1: Good night from Carnage and as always we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of absentee cats. They're missing. They're missing.